Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. I just want to say that last week we ended the week on a cliffhanger. We want to find out about these disinfectant tunnels. You said you would uh, get into that and come back to us. Is that true? So, yes, these tunnels are being marketed in the fight against the spread of COVID-19. But this is despite the fact that the World Health Organization has said that they shouldn't be used under any circumstances. Disinfectants should not be sprayed on humans. And not only are they dangerous for the mucous membranes of the eye, and the nose, etc. that they're actually ineffective because the person can emerge from the tunnel and then cough and sneeze and speak. And so the normal person-to-person transmission happens, which accounts for, it is now thought, 90% of the transmission. But mm. there is a lot of fear and children are going back to school and domestic workers are coming back into homes and these tunnels are being marketed because the marketing obviously plays into the fears and plays into, you know, Schools, for example, private schools wanting to reassure their, in many cases, very reluctant, afraid parents that their children are having third degrees of disinfectants and sanitizing going on. Right. So someone tweeted from NSF Africa, a global company very involved in hygiene, sanitizing issues, setting standards and the rest. And he tweeted, I investigated the chemical used in one of these tunnels here in Somerset West. Chlorine dioxide, effective to kill virus, but only on hard surfaces but all the health authorities are warning that one should avoid skin contact eye contact or contact with clothes so of course i got onto him and said tell me more and he said if you ask any of the companies that sell the tunnels you must ask them what chemical they are using and get the official registration which will specify what its intended uses so people are going around saying it's this approved and that approved but if you dig down a little bit says a voter being of nsf africa it's not enough for these companies to say that this chemical that they're using in these disinfectant tunnels or chambers or booths is approved by whatever authority sounds good. He said because the cases he's investigated, it's not approved and not tested for application directly onto humans, right? And then it's been a week. I got an email from a father. His child is due to return to a private school. He said, please, can you advise me on my rights and my child's rights when it comes to sanitizing tunnels our school is adamant that the kids have to walk through these tunnels to gain access to the school not only is this troubling but they are forced to keep their eyes open through the tunnel no, and then man. he sent me the school letter and there it was in black and white that this is what's going to happen and um this is absurd he, it is absurd so i ran that past voter and he again said no absolutely not whatever they're saying that mist is i can tell you now it won't have been tested for human application so voter conradi managing director africa operations for nsf says ask for ask them what chemical they are using and the official mm. registration number and they and you ask them for the material safety data sheet, the MSDS, which will indicate safe use requirements. In the case of this residential estate in Somerset West, he did this and he was told that the project product is registered by the Environmental Protection Agency in the USA. He took the reference on the letter and he looked up the actual registration on the EPA website and found that the product with the active ingredient, chlorine dioxide, was intended only for hard surfaces and will only be effective if 
left on the surface for several minutes to dry. He says it would most certainly not work on absorbent fabric materials. And it also stated, get this, it should not be allowed to come into contact with the skin or eyes or clothes. So this is a classic example of that residential estate in Somerset West of completely misdirecting the use of that disinfectant and in fact using it contrary to the manufacturer's instructions. So I've heard from a, quite a few manufacturers of these tunnels who've come to me and said, but you're giving us a bad rep. We've got this approval and that approval. The thing as Voter Conradi says, it's not enough. It's to drill down to what application was it intended for. So and the other weird situation is you've got how train trialing these booths. When I gave them information from the World Health Authority and other scientists, they said, thank you for that. We'll bear it in mind and considering rolling out these tunnels. But there was the Department of transport attending and big rah rah this is what we're doing to protect people. Professor mm. Salim Abdul Karim, who we've seen on our TV screens a lot, he's the chairperson of the Ministerial Advisory Committee on COVID-19. He's been quoted as saying, human spraying is harmful with almost no benefit. Mm. So if, good people of KZN, your child's school has erected one of these things and forcing them to go through, if you see one in a residential complex, visitors and domestic workers being forced to go through them, please do a little Googling find our blog and there are many other references now and um, tell them that that is actually not the way to go. It has been roundly um, condemned and advised against by these health authorities here and globally and, and really to resist it. So I can I can hear a collective mind-blowing happening around the province as they hear this because everyone's gearing up to have their domestic workers return to complexes, workers come back to work, children go back to school almost all at the same time and everyone's looking for the absolute most safety to protect themselves and to be protected from other people. And I'm sure an argument will be made, no, but our stand is approved for human use. Well, I gave you the advice there of what people should ask for. It'll be on the blog. Ask the exact questions okay. and do your own homework. Yes, and then find out if anyone needs any help with that. They're welcome to email me and um, I'll do the work for them via my sources. But I think it's very important for us as consumers in all aspects of consumerism, mm. but especially here, to know what questions to ask so that we can arm ourselves with the knowledge to make the right choices. Yes. Perfect. All right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, stand by for your inbox to explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to get much worse, surely. <laughs> <laughs> and then quickly, while I have you, uh, Wendy, um, I've always thought about this. Well, not always. So the last two months, going on three months, I've thought about this. The insurance premiums on our cars. What's happening there from a consumer point of view? Okay, so since lockdown, end of March, I mean, it was that first um, month and certainly until we went into level four, there was very little traffic on the roads. It was only essential uh, stuff. And for most people, mm. myself included, um, I went from using my car every day, sometimes on fairly long trips, to going to the local store once a week, if that. Mm. So it stands to reason that your risk to an insurer, the chances of you having an accident, which is the number one claim, a car accident on a, on a, on a motor um, policy, is dramatically reduced. It, uh, stats suggest 75%, okay, on average. So the question then comes, if their risk is dramatically reduced, in other words, you, the chances of, of them, the, the number of claims they're getting for accidents dramatically reduced, and, and there's evidence to support this, surely the accident component of your premium 
accident, theft, all the things that happen when you take your car, when you actually drive your car, should be reduced as well. And that didn't happen, certainly not to the extent that people uh, were hoping for and to the, the extent to which the statistics would suggest. So we had sort of 7%, then 10%, then 15%. In some cases, if your, if your mileage was very low, 25%. But the company that really stood out was Naked Insurance because in their case, they had this cover pause thing and they had it before lockdown, but it came into its own with lockdown so that you could pause accident cover. Um, and still be covered if your car was, in a, you know, hailed on while it was parked and uh, all that kind of thing, or theft out of the car. But your accident cover was on pause. And that way, people who drove very, very seldom during lockdown were saving up to 90% on their premium, okay? And wow. boasting about it on social media, as people do. And so, to the annoyance, I'm quite sure, of the traditional car insurers, people were starting to say, well, how come I'm going to be happy with a 10% reduction in premium or 10% of my premium back the following month? When these people are getting real savings, you know, that, that um, reflect what's actually going on with, with their car that is parked off most mm. of the time. And inevitably, yesterday, King Price Insurance, they had a via a um, Microsoft Teams uh, press conference, <laughs> they launched its pay-as-you-drive fully comprehensive car product called Chili. Um, the CEO, Gideon uh, Galloway, said, we don't believe that many South Africans will be going back to their normal commute anytime soon. And as people are driving less every month, we don't think it makes sense that they're paying the same for their car insurance every month. So they've introduced a product that starts at 299 Rand a month. If your car's not worth more than 500,000 and you drive less than 100 kilometers a month, and that'll be a very large uh, percentage mm. of um, their existing uh, King Price uh, insurance product. They admit that they're going to eat into, they're going to cannibalize their own um, uh, policyholders and that they will switch across to Chile. Um, so mm. this is really interesting. I thought that lockdown has now kind of um, made the, the pay-as-you-drive business model make sense for policyholders. And now the traditional insurers are, are sort of thinking, well, you know, maybe we should get in on this. Maybe we should look at the same model. We're going to be losing uh, policyholders. So, interesting trend. And then the other, I went, I did a quick whip round to find out, you know, these, the other insurers announced, you know, deals for premium reductions in May, in April and May. Now we're in June, what's happening? And some are saying, okay, we'll extend it into June. Uh, our insurance is now saying you have to opt in. It's not automatic anymore. You'll get a 15% reduction, but you have to go onto the digital platforms and and swear that you're doing low mileage and that and you're still working from home or whatever. So everyone's sort of mm. tweaking and looking at things, but it just it now is the time to make a call to your insurer um, mm. if you are doing very little mileage. If you among the the hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be working from home for you know the foreseeable future to make sure that the insurance you're paying for accident cover on your car accident and theft is um mirrors that that you're not overpaying and, and let me tell you they if they're not um highly negotiable on the premium they should be so they've been saving millions uh because of much fewer incidents on the road of course well yeah fewer cars on the road means uh, fewer accidents and fewer claims Fewer payouts on those claims, so they have. They it is no secret they have been saving a packet. So now's the time mm. to get them to um, save us on the premiums we are paying, given that their risk is much lower.
Well, some people argue what you win on the swings, you lose on the roundabouts because as soon as they open bottle stores again, plenty of road incidents literally overnight. Well, again, then that must be reassessed um, in terms of, you know, obviously if you have an accident, you can forget any lower premiums because that's how insurance works. Um, the other things talking about swings and roundabouts is I'm seeing, getting a lot of emails from people who are saying, yeah, fine, they gave us this 5%, 10%, 15%, whatever it was, reduced premium because of lockdown. But now from July, my, pre- my premium's going up 10%. So, mm. you know, it's 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 a tricky thing. They're saying, well, you know, um, the car parts are still, I've uh, gone up in price because the rand is devalued and so it goes. But I think the message, Darren, is not to keep quiet, to interrogate what you're paying and what your circumstances are and make sure that you're not overpaying um, as a result. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we're all trying to save um, uh, money. Um, it's uh, it, There's a lot of uh, grudge, uh, grudge payments that have been made and uh, insurance is one of them, certainly if your car's just sitting in the garage. So yeah, if, we, if there's a way to save some money, go for it. Absolutely. And just look, one of the ways of, other ways of saying if you're really, really battling to pay your premium is to um, go from comprehensive cover on your car to third-party insurance. So if you crash into someone, you're liable to, for your own repairs, but at least you're not having to pay the other person's. Mm. But there's yeah. a big risk. Um, I heard from someone that did that, and exactly two days later, poor woman, um, her husband, whose <clears throat> car was insured on her policy, had an accident. Um, he didn't actually hit into another car. He had an accident without you know, that didn't involve another car, and she, mm. and the claim was big, and she had no cover at all, and she paid comprehensive insurance for years and years so it's you know risk is a thing you have to you have to take a chance but but yeah. do so um, with your eyes wide open and knowing all the facts so that you can ask the right questions and get the best deal for yourself perfect thank you wendy don't forget that if you um if somebody in your area your office your um your townhouse complex or your school wants to stick up one of those disinfectant tunnels know which questions to ask uh, all of that's up on our blog on ecr.co.za the question obviously is to ask for the msds uh, and the registration of the chemicals that are used in that again all those details on the website and wendy nola's uh, inbox is open for you best place is her facebook wendy nola consumer there's an email option there thank you wendy thank you darren speak next week 